Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, with me, as always, the dulcet tones of one. <laughs> Patrick Terry. There you go. I had to switch it up somehow. <laughs> dulcet, silky, smooth tones. <laughs> uh, how you doing? How you doing, my friend? Doing all right. Um... <laughs> Also, so this weekend, I changed the battery in my main iPhone that I have. Oh, yeah. Got it switched out. Cool. But then I messed up the earpiece speaker. Oh, no. So uh, everything works fine, except when I get called, I have to either do speakerphone or my earbuds to talk. Speakerphone? So I'm like, I mean, I guess there's worse things, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it could just not turn back on, so. Yeah. I mean, there is that. (laughs) But see, the... But see, the difference with this, when I changed the other phone, I actually took the top screen off, like completely off and moved it to the side. This time I tried to leave it attached and had some trouble getting the battery out. So I think when I was finagling with it, um, somehow it damaged things. Oops. So, oh well. I ordered a, a new screen that had all everything assembled coming from Amazon. We'll try mm-hmm. to attach that and see if it improves things. Otherwise... Oh, well, you know, it is what it is. It's like still it is. texting and all that, so. All right. How about you, sir? How are you? I'm doing good. You know what I just noticed? Mm-hmm. This is the first time I think I've seen you wear a white shirt. Ah. When we record, man. It's always either like a navy blue or a black shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. I'm like, wow, look at you switching it up. <laughs> like a lighter color and stuff. Uh, Once in a while. <laughs> I know, right? Switch it up. I just realized you kind of threw me off. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I didn't think I've ever seen him wear a white shirt. <laughs> I, I have bright colors. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, and if you're like me, because um, we have to wear, you know, because we have to wear black shirts yeah. under our under our work uniforms all the time. When it's your day off, you really don't want to wear a black shirt because <laughs> that's yeah. all you're wearing, you know? At least for me it is. I don't know if it is, but for me it is like the last thing I want to do is um, the last thing I want to do is is uh, the last thing I want to do is wear another, you know, is wear a black shirt when I'm already wearing a black shirt five days a week. Yeah. You know, well, for for at least a fourth of the day. Oh God, yeah. third of the day, a third. <laughs> Jesus. But um, I mean, it just so happens that black and blue are my favorite colors, so. Mm. <laughs> same yeah <laughs> um same here black blue you know colors are bruising um yeah. <laughs> and uh you know i like some red but i don't wear red too much but i like red and other things i guess yeah um but yeah i'm kind of with you you know i just switch it up every now and then um but yeah, uh, we're good. Um, York went on went on a little mini trip with his mom. They went to Asheville, North Carolina, did some hiking and some outdoorsy things. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've got. I was told a story. I can't really tell it. Um, but uh, or my, I'll, I'll have to tell you later. <laughs> okay. Um, one story. I guess I can tell. Um, the other night, uh, we were 
we showed Grayson how to play Uno on the iPad. So okay. she's over there playing it herself. You know, she's, if she needs help, she'll ask me. But she's sitting right next to me, so she's playing Uno on the iPad, and uh, <laughs> she lost. She she lost pretty bad. And she, I mean, there's really there's like normal and hard. There is no like easy or very easy. It's just, yeah. and you're playing against three different like computerized you know players three AIs yeah, yeah. and um, so she's playing it and she she loses this game and the next thing and then she, I just hear this I hear this sweet little voice just go fuck it <laughs> just straight up oh, oh my wow. I, I I go hold up wait what <laughs> what did you just say and she kind of puts her head down and her eyes, her head down, but her eyes up. Like she knows she says, she knows she said something when she wants. I go, did you just say something you weren't supposed to? Yeah. Yes. I said, what did you say? She goes, fuck it. <laughs> Are you supposed to say that? No. Okay. Then why did you? I don't know. I'm like, pretty sure you do. Like gamer rage. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, but we know not to say that anymore, right? Because those are adult words. Yes. And then she got really upset. Now, mind you, just like I'm talking to you is yeah. just how I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. I did not start yelling at her. I did not raise my voice. You know, I just kept it very conversational. Like, okay, let's try not doing that again, all right? Yeah. And she, and, but she still got upset. She thought I was mad. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not mad if anything. I mean, really, I can't hate. She used it in the proper context. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you're in the, if you're going to curse and you don't know. How you know, to, you're just doing it. Just you're just doing it just to do it. You're not yeah. doing it, and then it's not used in the right way. I think that would actually irritate me more. <laughs> right. This year was just a. It was a reaction. Yeah, and it was just. I can't hate. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but so we had a nice little conversation about that. Then I look over at Ruth like. You know, I'm not mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. And she's like, mm. she kind of shook her head. I'm like, she's like, no. So she used it correctly too. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you know, we are encouraging her to not say that. Or and you know, York was very. York couldn't wait for me to tell the story, so I yeah. had to tell him because um, he wasn't there, and so he thought that was funny. I said, you also know not to use it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh man! Like so, out of the mouth of babes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one of those, you know, you're off in your own world doing stuff, and you hear that it's like record skip. What? <laughs> yep. Well, and I don't know if I ever told this story. She, there's one other time I was actually on the phone with York's mom, and we were talking. Lord knows what the hell we were talking about. We're talking about something, mm-hmm. and she was messing with the drawstrings on my sweats, like she was trying to mm-hmm. tie them. And then she got frustrated because she couldn't get him tied. So she gets so she gets down off the chair, goes over by the staircase. And mind you, we're still talking, you know, still talking to Beth on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she, I hear her sit down. This tiny little voice go, "Damn it!" I, I go, and I, I mean, I immediately stop mid sentence and then turn and go, "Wait, what?" I said, <laughs> "What did you just say?" <laughs> I said, "Get over here." Mayor come over. I go, what did you just say? She goes, damn it. I go, and just super sweet, kind of, you know, innocent way. I go, yeah. 
That's a sweetheart. That's not a good word. You're not supposed to use that word, okay? That, yeah. That's an adult word. <laughs> I said, okay, so let's not do that anymore, okay? Okay. And then she went on about her business. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, and, you know, I still had Beth on speaker. I'm like, did you hear that? She's like, yeah, she's trying not to laugh. But that's a, that's a well, that happened. <laughs> I guess this was the anniversary of that moment. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe it was. Who knows? Make it in a year away thing. God, I can't even imagine what she's going to say next year. Well, I think she's said shit once, which she got from Ruth, because that's Ruth's favorite word. I'm more of a damn it person. But, yeah. Um. But fuck it, I'm not sure where she got from. But hopefully not from anybody in the other room. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or his videos. Could be from my movies though, not from her movies. Yeah. Um But honestly I don't know where. But it is mm-hmm. like, you know, just one of those things, you know, kids yeah. pick up pick it up and then try Never and know when it's gonna come out. <laughs> yep, and they try and use it to see if they can get away with it and <laughs> and here we are. So, yeah, but, you know, and so we haven't brought it up since, and it was just a couple nights ago, but uh, it it is one of those moments that you always remember, and it was, it's pretty, like I said, I can't hate, it just is what it is. Uh, but otherwise, she yeah, had a good week, did some pumpkin carving, um, got them out on the steps and everything, so, um. Oh, I know. Uh, I posted this. I can't remember if I posted this on our page, on our Instagram, or if I just posted it on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's Saturday morning. I no, it wasn't Saturday morning. I don't know. It was the other day, and uh, Ruth was up taking a shower, and I don't know why it popped in my head to do this, but I got this idea in my head. I've got this Norman Bates pop figure, Funko mm-hmm. pop. Oh, we love so much and uh i decided to sneak upstairs and (laughs) and slowly pull the curtain away shower curtain away Mm -hmm. and she had her eyes closed at the moment and as soon as she opens them she let out the loudest shriek she didn't hear me didn't know i was in there and didn't know i'd moved the shower curtain yeah and she lets out the loudest shriek, and then I just take the Norman Bates figure and make like, because it's got the uh, it's got the knife in its hand, mm-hmm. and start making like a stabbing motion, going, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I stop, and then I immediately like die of laughter. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. So much so, Grayson runs upstairs because she doesn't know what's going on. All she hears is mommy let out a loud shrieking scream mm-hmm. and then me immediately start busting up laughing <laughs> and then Ruth says i hate you so much right now and then she immediately starts laughing too so <laughs> uh, it's yeah i'm <laughs> oh we're still playing hide it by the way with our with our uh, pennywise pop or uh dwarves figure so okay. i'll hide it and then it'll scare her and then she'll put it somewhere else for me to you know for me to find you know and then i'll find it and then so we're playing hide it. Okay. There you go. Some people do elf on the shelf. We do hide it. So feel That's free cool. to start doing that as well. Because <laughs> with your friends and or loved ones, <laughs> they will probably hit you for it as much as Ruth has so far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Rocktober. I don't know. I mean, it's 
the most wonderful time of the year. I can't help it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's about it. Um, today, the twelfth, we are recording this this morning. This this morning, I guess. Whatever. We're recording this on the on Monday the twelfth. Today would would have been my grandfather John's ninety uh, fourth birthday. So. Uh-huh. Um, so today, you know, in in honor of him, because he starts the uh, what we refer to in our family as the trifecta birthday week. Mm-hmm. Uh, today would have been his 94th. Uh, tomorrow is Ruth's birthday, um, and then Wednesday will be mine. Ooh, so happy early birthday! Thanks. My old ass will be 43. Ruth will be 44, and um, my grandfather would have been 94. So there we go. Our right. trifecta week. So today's first year we've, this is the first year we've, you know, he's not been around for us to celebrate. So we're just, so I decided to make my background him as Batman for, because they used to dress up for Halloween and um, the neighbors, <clears throat> their neighbors would actually have, throw a Halloween party every year. So my mom would help dress them up and send them on their way yeah. to party the night away, I guess. And uh, yeah, so this is one of my favorites of him dressed as Dressed as Batman, holding a wiffle ball bat, which most people probably can't see in the picture, but that's okay. I'll uh, also post the picture up on our page, on our group page. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to obviously wish him a happy birthday, even though he's no longer with us. Um, but we will be celebrating him today on his birthday. And uh, with that, I'm actually going to, the jokes that uh, York decided to tell you this morning... Mm-hmm. decided to tell you earlier i'm going to add into the episode cool. we'll put them at the we'll put them at the end of the episode because that's the uh the puns and bad jokes are one of those things my grandfather excelled at um yeah. so i want to be sure to you know that'd be a good uh, tribute i guess so stay tuned at the uh, end of the episode for some bad jokes from a nine-year-old <laughs> with that being said let's uh let's move on and let's get started on our Feature presentation, Velociraptor or Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Yes, our our watch party movie that we uh, endured. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I mean, no, it wasn't for what it for what it was. Yeah. For for a movie that had a budget of thirty five to forty five thousand dollars estimated budget. Mm-hmm. It was as good as what you're going to be able to get for that kind of money. And yeah. the fact that he shot on actual film and not on like an iPhone or some sort of digital format. Right. You can kind of see where the where where the money went cuz I mean just film alone is not exactly cheap. So, true. Um it's True. You want to give the summary or you want me to? Um uh, basically uh, after the loss of his parents, uh, a priest travels to China for, I guess, a journey, a spiritual journey to help deal with deal with that. And he comes across an artifact that once he uh, cuts his hand, it gives him the ability to transform, so to speak, into yep. a dinosaur. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. a incredible Hulk moment where if he, he gets hungry. It's not like he gets yeah. angry. So if he's really yeah. hungry, he'll turn into a velocipaster. <laughs> yes. Thank you for getting it correct. <laughs> We're not gonna count on me to do that. <laughs> um, also, with the help of uh, 
Hooker helps him decide to fight crime with his yes. abilities. The way of the night. Yes. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess that's a good way to put it. There you go, Carol. Fucking <laughs> <Like> Carol. Fucking <laughs> Carol. Uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, and you would think he's just—it's a revenge. You would almost think it's like a revenge plot. Mm. We're gonna use the term plot loosely. Um, but. You think he's just going to go after whoever killed his parents, and then that's it. And then all of a sudden, we have ninjas. Right. (laughs) Sounds perfect. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Um, The ninjas want, well, the Whittier of the ninjas um, wants the, uh, basically the claw or whatever, the artifact, which looks like, basically, I think it's supposed to be a velociraptor claw yeah um and so they uh or talon whatever the hell it's called you get it yeah <laughs> fingernail i don't know <laughs> and a sore fingernail <laughs> yeah there you go a velocity nail um there you go anyways so he needs it in order what do they call it the great dragon or something like that, which to the me artifact. didn't make any sense it's weird. He turns into a dinosaur, but there was a reference to Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior. That's what it is. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and I didn't know that you can get to China from driving. I thought you had to fly. Right? Yes. <laughs> but apparently all you need is a car. I mean, and maybe you just... you just took a barge, you know. Yeah. Maybe. A car on the barge and drove, man. I mean, they don't really say where they are, so they could be somewhere in that area. So who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, uh. And it's only, it's, according to IMDb, uh, it came out in 2018 at an at a hour and 15 minutes long. Uh, but, yeah, it, uh, it's <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes long. It's It felt longer. <laughs> it did, didn't it, though? Yes. So, you know, we're, and I, I'd already decided because... You know, this movie, for the budget it has, is done well for the money that they yeah. had to work with. I think if yeah. they would have had more money, the script probably could have been a little bit tighter. Um, the effects, obviously, it was lacking effects and needed more. But that's yeah. because they... But if you don't have... If you don't have the... Uh, if you don't have the budget, you don't have the... I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, they compensated pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> considering and what I what I like though is that the what I do like though is that the beginning of the film it kind of set a little bit of a tone with mm-hmm. the when the parents die in their car fire it literally says VFX not avail or VFX not here or something like that missing yeah. VFX missing so it's supposed it to be a car on fire. fire yeah. But there's not a car, nor is there a fire. It's, it's just a, space. <laughs> just a, it's an empty street with with the words VFX missing. And all I could do was laugh. Yeah. Because I mean, because that's not something you were expecting. And I don't know if it was intentional or not. I kind of feel like it kind of was. But maybe, maybe they had intentions to do it, but they're like you know, we really don't have the money for it, so we'll right. just leave this and. We'll just put this in here that we get a good laugh. 
people can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of times that this movie felt like it was trying to take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of time, but it's at the same time, it, it was obviously not <laughs> too. There's a right. lot of, you know, things that were just, you just started busting up laughing just because it was just so over the top, just so ridiculous. You can definitely tell that, um, you can definitely tell that the director has, is a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino because there's a lot of the same style. Um, it's very grindhousey in the in the way it was shot. Um, mm-hmm. The apparently he took the uh, the director is uh, Brendan uh, Steer S T E E R E. He took he would take the film and he had it and run it back and forth on his bathroom floor on the mm-hmm. tile on his bathroom floor because it was the only room in this house that didn't have any windows. So in that way he can get that grainy look on the film. Okay. He actually used real film. So, you know, obviously no windows means you can't, it won't expose the film. True. Um, so the film chose to expose itself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work a clue reference in there. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, it tried, you know, there are some things that were just the way it was shot was really hokey. And it's and that's not a I believe that was a directorial or a director choice, not a budgetary choice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I because in the I guess it's kind of in the middle, almost towards the end of the movie, there's that scene where the priest and the who whose name is doug jones which is also the actor that does all the mocap <laughs> i was like i was like that dude oh all right no um anyways where doug and carol have their you know start making out and everything yeah. and the music starts up and then there's this like really artsy kind of you know what we were talking about in the chat mm-hmm. it's very artsy and i said well it looks like they we're shooting a music video for the band for the song that was playing and that yeah. they are like, here, if you give us music, we'll make a music video for you <laughs> and then we'll just add it to the movie or take it out of the movie and you can use it as a music video for your band and yeah. upload it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Cause that's where I think, at least for me, where I felt most of the technique wise and where they spent almost where I seriously, where I think they spent the most time, Yes. As far as editing and focusing their camera work on, was that weird scene? I call them, it a money shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, there's a so that's what makes me think that this movie could have been better from a technical aspect if mm-hmm. they would have used a lot of not all of the same techniques, but they would have used some of those choices in editing and post production, right, into other parts in the movie. And I think it would have strengthened it, I guess, as, as far as a not just a you have to watch this because it's like the room watching the room, not the Brie Larson, the room, but the the other the room um, and watching it like that, where it's so bad, it's funny or where it's so bad, it's good. I mean, this movie is definitely that it is so bad, it's good. However, <laughs> it could have been better, you know, they had more have more of a budget. Yeah. 
Shoot, if they could have just had like an even mill, they could have done a lot with that, considering what they did with 35000 Right. The costume could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> They're at the, that I, end of the- I was reading a review on IMDb, and they said, um, uh, Velocipastor brought to you by Party City. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But I forgot how much, I think, I forgot how much of the budget went to that costume. Yeah. Because I think they actually had to make the head like i don't think it's one you like i think they actually had to construct it and and you know the it wasn't it was so it cost so much and it and it was so hard to control that that's why there's so few shots and why there's a lot of like quick shots of it mm-hmm. it's because it is so fragile i guess is a good way to put it it wasn't like paper mache or anything but it was still i don't want to say flimsy but it was it was very hard to move it yeah. so so again for what they uh for what they had i thought it was you know it's done well but um there is one scene that just really cracked me up and you know it's when the velociraptor is attacking somebody and you see carol in the back or it cuts to carol's reaction and then the next thing you see is just a mannequin head I mean, it's so obvious. It's a mannequin head. Just roll with full makeup and everything. Yes. And all I, dude, I was just rolling. Just, I mean, because that's honestly not what I was expecting from this. One, one scene, I guess, toward the beginning, I think it was that same scene where he was attacking the, the mugger. Yeah. And, you know, he's biting him and everything. Next thing you know, the mugger's up, standing up. And I'm like, what are you just getting your leg chewed on? And right. when he was on the ground shooting, he just had, like, unlimited ammo. Then he was standing, be a shot, crank, shot. I'm like, what happened to your, did your cheat code run out? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like, I guess infinite ammo when you're down on the ground, it's kind of like some games when you have low health, you get like a, a burst. But then standing up, nah, man, just single round. <laughs> I was yeah. like, all right. I, uh, and that's what cracks me. So I don't know if anybody else does this. But I'm really weird about this, that I actually count in mm-hmm. in action movies. I actually count how many bullets they're shooting. This, I was like, to see how many they have. Yeah. Because obviously, it's, I know it's fake and everything, but yeah. I still would like to see if they actually reload. Yeah. I mean, other than John Woo movies where they're always reloading. Because they, they have to drop the magazine in slow motion and then do the cool reload and then spin yeah <laughs> spin have the doves fly behind and then right uh, i miss man that's what i need you know what i need to go back and watch old john Wayne movies i think i finished no i've got one or two more christopher nolan movies i need to get caught up on or to finish mm-hmm. watching so i've seen all of them other than tenant which now i won't be able to go see but whatever um but uh, you go back and watch old John Wayne. I used to love John Wayne movies. I hadn't even watched his uh, like Hard Boiled and some of the other ones that he did that actually you could rent at video stores. Um, I need to go back and watch. Uh, cracked me up, John Wayne movies. Uh, oh, 90s action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. <laughs> But they were all practical, though. That's the best part, I guess, is yeah. that it was all practical, and that's what made it awesome to watch instead of, like, now a lot of it could be done CGI or on strings and hanging from places. Um, 
but yeah, man, I, I actually, I mean, like you, I enjoyed the movie. It yeah. was, I mean, it was bad, but it was, it was fun though. Yes. <laughs> it was fun. It was funny. Whether it was intentional or not. <laughs> right. But. And it's, I believe it's still listed. Hold on. Got my, okay. It's listed as action and comedy. Okay. Well, actually under an IMDb action, adventure, comedy, fantasy, horror, sci-fi, thriller. I think out of all of those, I would go with comedy and maybe horror, but really not. I mean, not super horror-y. horror-y. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of adventure at the beginning. I guess. Light action. I'm going on an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it was, I mean, I would write, yes, I would recommend this. Um, You can find it on Amazon Prime because that's where we watched it and I rented it. It was two ninety nine to rent on for HD or you can rent it standard definition for a dollar ninety nine. So um, it's definitely it's definitely something you don't want to excuse me. Definitely something you want to watch with other people. It's definitely one of those things you want to watch with, you know, several people, mm-hmm. um, you know, like in a watch party. Um, yeah. And just have fun, just riffing. I mean, you'll laugh by, I mean, if you watch it by yourself, you'll still laugh. But if you have somebody or, you know, or several people watching it together, oh, dude, you'll, yeah. I mean, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it's definitely a party movie. <clears throat> yeah. And um, let's say, <clears throat> let's say you don't want to, pay to rent or buy it it's on free apps like crackle or tubi if you, okay. you got to watch with ads so right but, you know if you're not sure about it you know it's a good way to watch it also yeah because it used to be included with prime but then they then they then they took it off as far as being including your prime membership right. so yeah well i think it was on netflix too for a while and then they took and then it just you know the licensing ran out or whatever yeah that's all right. I I don't mind donating three dollars because that means the director's getting some of it. <clears throat> I think and so uh, before we had decided that we were gonna do this um, movie for our for watch party and everything, mm-hmm. I'd already um, the podcast how did this get made uh, had done had actually covered this movie. Yeah. And I'd already listened to the episode, but that's because I didn't you know at the time I didn't realize we were gonna cover it. Um, I believe they talked about, uh, I think Paul Shear t- mentioned that I think with the, because this movie has gotten popular, uh, in mm-hmm. the kind of cult style, um, of, uh, movies that I think he's actually getting funding to make a sequel. Oh, right. So mean? we may be getting into Velocipastor 2 with, who knows, maybe a bigger budget. I mean, it's all set up. They set it up to where, yeah, you know, they can continue it. Yeah. So he's got his Fonz leather, black leather coat on and sunglasses. Yeah. Are we stop ready. now? Yeah. <laughs> so. You're ready. Oh mercy. All right, buddy. Well, uh, if you, I'm done with Velocipaster. You, uh, you got dibs. I'm going first this week. All right. So um, two other movies I watched. They were. I was just on Facebook going through my timeline and somebody had posted and suggested these two movies was saying oh. watch and study. Of course, I didn't get to watch them more than once because it took so long for me to actually watch them. 
But um, I watched The Platform and The Circle. Um, the Circle, well, Circle, not The Circle, but Circle. Right, The um, Circle is uh, Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Yeah, and there's another, there's <laughs> another movie. About Apple. With the, Basically, it's about Apple. And then there's That's another movie, Circle. So it's a couple of movies on it, but this one is it's more is a American sci-fi psychological horror. Okay. Um, it was released October 16th, 2015. So I guess you can say it's a five-year anniversary there. there for it. Um, <clears throat> it's only an hour and 27 minutes. So it's that sweet spot time. Uh, directed by Aaron uh, Hahn, who directed um, in a TV series called The Vault. And Mario, I guess, Miskione who also did some directing on The Vault and another TV series called Dark Web. This movie had a... You heard of it? I've heard of Dark Web, at least. May have watched an episode. Okay. Um, budget was 20... Uh, 20 two million. <laughs> and the basic premise is you have 50 people that wake up in a darkened room, and one by one they're killed off. And they have two minutes in between time. Basically, basically every two minutes... Someone's killed, or uh, if they attempt to leave, they'll be killed. So the setup is everybody's in a dark room, and they're in a circle around each other, but then they're also standing in their own individual circle, the red circle. So the way people are killed, there's this device in the center of the room that comes up out of the, fo- out of the floor, and it's like a, a black hole, so to speak. Gotcha. And when it's time for someone to die glowing light and then an electric bolt current comes out and zaps whoever dies so what it seemed like it's random at first but then they realized that they can actually make selections by moving their hand and there's like a triangle lighted triangle that uh, illuminates the selection and for them to confirm their selection they just close their fists that's just like just confirm it kind of like vr almost your but, um, has a, so this is gonna sound stupid. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bad choice. So this reminds me, York has a, I think it's on, I think, see them, it's on Minecraft. They mm-hmm. have something like there's a, one of those open realm type things that you can join yeah. or something like that. Servers or I don't know. Anyways, there's a game where you can play where it's similar to this. Okay. So go okay. ahead. It just reminded me that that. That's like, oh, he's because where you have to vote on people or something like that. Yeah, so it's kind of like Survivor yeah. or American Idol. And whoever gets the vote is that. You know, you have a variety of people, ages, race, um, ethnicity, social status. You know, you got, I believe one of them is a politician, but they never say. You have a police officer, teacher, doctor, uh, married couple. But then you also have a kid and a woman that's pregnant. So as you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so as they're going, they start figuring out different ways to maybe preserve the life of others while they try to figure out if they can actually beat this. And um, I mean, it gets to where like Survivor, they're trying to form alliances and teams. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a, I guess it's kind of like um, Snowpiercer, where you have these different yeah. classes of people. And 
you can see how people are different where I, I feel like maybe if they all just kind of worked together from the beginning, maybe there would have been a way to, to uh, avoid a lot of this, but whoever was behind it was just determined to, you know, I guess pick people off. Um, but that's basic premise. You know, they talk, they get to know each other. Um, they start giving names, but then they said, no, maybe we shouldn't have names. Just, um, you know, just give each other's backstory. Try to figure out like why everyone's here. You know, right. The, what the common the, thread is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they really found it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's basically saying the last one standing will be the one that walks out alive, and they just try to determine who that's going to be. And all I can say is I recommend it. I don't want to give too much away too as much. far as how it goes, but um. But yeah, I, I I did enjoy watching it. It's kind of a eye opener to how we kind of look and see each other and treat each other, and you know, um, I'd watch it again. Um, so I do recommend this. Okay, awesome. Let's see. I'll probably check, and that one's on Netflix. Yes, both okay. both of these are on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I think I had yeah. the platform in my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I didn't know anything about either movie until because the person that posted, I had to find a picture of Circle to show them to see if this was it because there were so many other Circle movies, the Circle, Circle. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then uh, this one is called The Platform. It is a Spanish sci-fi horror. Uh, and the last one, I think, as far as a uh, Circle, I don't know if it would be a horror, be kind of like a maybe suspense, maybe a little thriller. And then this one, about the same. <clears throat> uh, released this year on March 20th. Again, it's on Netflix, hour and 34 minutes. Uh, I'm going to be butchering some names, as I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> but the director is Golder Gastelu uh, <laughs> Urushio. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. <laughs> because You're doing like great, man. You're doing great. So we got Ivan Masagu. He plays Goring. And you have Antonia San Juan, who plays Imaguari. Uh, Zorian Igualier, who plays Trimagasi. Uh, Emilio Bualler, who plays Baharat. Uh, Alexandra Masenke as Miharu. So, this movie is set in a large tower hey, style. Hey, hey, Patrick. Yeah. I think you, uh, I think you glitched out a couple of times. I'm gonna need you to go over those names again. The name? All of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm really gonna glitch out. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you do that. But I did like, <laughs> I did like having to, I did like the thought of trying to make you repeat all those names again. I tried practicing too. <laughs> well, you can do all about that all as, as much as you can do, man. Yeah, especially if since you if you've never heard their names before. Um, but it is set in a large tower style, vertical self management center, and basically each level is like a mini cell. Um, the residents are switched every thirty days between the many floors or levels, um, and how they get fed. There's a platform that lowers down. There's like a each each level has a large rectangular shape, like hole, that a platform lowers on. 
and it stops on each level and you have two minutes to eat and whatever let's say level one they get to eat as much as they want because they're the top level and every ascending floor has to eat the leftovers left behind from the previous floor and there's like over 200 levels maybe more <laughs> who yeah what how so I'm again this is the mechanics of it it, it really because when it when it lowers down i'm like what is it attached to what's what's dropping it i, I don't know i don't know but it makes a mechanical sound like it's attached to gears and whatnot but it's not i don't you don't see it visually connected to anything that's so weird yeah very because <laughs> i because i was watching it and, I was, and after a while it clicked i'm like how are they lowering it and raising it <laughs> i don't get it but um so of course conflict is um it's obvious because like i said the top level can eat as much as they want but as it lowers down there's less and less food or drink so if you're on like level 100 chances are you're not having food anyone below that nothing um so it's two people per level um there are circumstances that puts people in this position or they can volunteer um one of the main characters we follow goring he volunteers to do six months in this structure but by the end of it he'll get a diploma to have like social status oh boy so people volunteer so so people volunteer to this to gain social status so i'm guessing so the world itself is pretty pretty bad it's more of a caste system instead of a regular structure i guess right and then Every 30 days when they change, they're put to sleep by a form of gas. So they, they don't they don't experience the move. They just wake up and they're on a different level. So this starts off with the main characters on level 48. And his, I guess, cellmate is Trimagasi, who's there for a year because he's serving time for manslaughter. Bro, you did great on that name. <laughs> <laughs> Keep One up the easier ones. ones. Hey, man, I'm here to motivate, okay? Um, um, so a backstory. I'll give you the backstory of his character. So he's watching an infomercial with a guy selling a knife sharpener. So he's like, ah, cool. I'm going to order this knife sharpener. He gets the product, uses it, and then the same infomercial or dif- different infomercial with the same person. Now he's selling a self-sharpening knife. So I just spent money on a knife sharpener. Now you have a knife that sharpens itself every time I use it. He gets mad, takes his TV and chucks it out the window. But unbeknownst to him, there's someone that happens to be there, gets hit by it and dies. Oof. And so he's given the choice. He can either go to a mental health facility or come to live in this tower for a year. And after which he'll get his freedom back. So he chose. Facility. That's what I would have done. <laughs> But he chose to come here. <laughs> um, he said he was like he was on the lowest. The lowest level he was on was like 132, I believe. And him and his cellmate resorted to cannibalism to survive. Because, of course, on that level, you don't get food because everybody's eating it. And they didn't eat each other, which was implied. So I guess uh, someone so stressed out about the circumstances jumped landed there and then they just used the body for flesh for them to eat for food 
Um, there's another character who who actually rides the platform of food down in search of her child. And oh. so <clears throat> I'm still trying to figure out how, like how she gets to the higher level afterwards. Hmm. I don't know. That's another whole thing to think about. But um, again, it kind of reminded me of um, Lighthouse, where for the most part it was just centering on the two people right. how they're living and adjusting to to life. And but um, yeah, this is another interesting one that kind of looks at societal status type yeah. issue. So it is definitely one I recommend for people to watch. It is in Spanish, so I watched it with uh, subtitles. But I think yep. they do have um, English language options if you want to listen oh. to the dub version. But um, I did that for a little bit, and I noticed the translation is a little off compared to what they're actually saying, so oh, I just stuck with the subtitle. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do recommend this. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. <clears throat> it does have a weird ending. I, I plan on watching a YouTube video to explain it. <clears throat> Sometimes there's movies like that, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a. Uh... And that's okay, because sometimes you just don't understand the Indian do a movie like Relic. I'm like, what in the fuck? Right. Or the Rental. I just didn't understand it. But I still recommend Relic, especially for Halloween. So, um, creepy movie. <clears throat> okay, man. <clears throat> Doing fine until it's time until it's my turn now. You know, I'll get all choked up about it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So I've got three to talk about. Um, yeah, I've got three. So we'll start off with um, the first one. It's going to be our Friday night um, Friday night family movie night uh, movie. So York was with his mom on. They went on a trip. So it was just me, Ruth, and Grayson. So this is going to be the perfect time to watch a movie that York has no interest in. Um, right. Which, you know, I uh, I was like, so I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out something, you know, just for and Ruth suggested Work It, which I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. On Netflix. Uh, no punctuation, by the way. It's just two words. Work It. Uh, came out this year in August or dropped off, dropped in Netflix in August. It is rated TV 14, so it's not for a movie. It's a TV rating, so yeah, really weird. Yeah. I kind of tripped me up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So um, we were just gonna just because it was rated TV 14, we were just gonna kind of see how it goes, you right. know. And then if it's something we need to turn off, change, we'll turn off, change, whatever. That's fine. We'll always start it. So, Work It follows uh, Quinn Ackerman, uh, her, and her, uh, she really wants to get into Duke because her dad went to Duke, her dad had passed away, so for her, it's really important that she gets into Duke, so she's, you know, the straight-A student that plays, that's in all the clubs, plays cello, you know, does all, you know, part of student government, all that stuff, trying to be basically pad her, you know, pad her, her, uh, I guess, resume or whatever to get into Duke. It's, you don't need a resume, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, 
to get in there. So she was more marketable, I guess, to get in for admissions. Uh, but when her admission to Duke depends on her performance at a dance competition, she forms a ragtag group of dancers that take on the best squad in school. Now she just needs to learn how to dance. Huh. Basically, she had told the person that during her admissions interview, uh, she had done the lighting for the dance team. So she mm-hmm. said she was part of it because she was until an accident. Basically, she spilled her coffee and the light, the lighting board went out. So the head of the dance team, played by Keenan Lonsdale, who uh, most people will know if you watch The Flash on uh, on the CW, he's the one that plays Kid Flash. Okay. Um, that's where most people, at least I, where I recognize him, I guess, most people. Um, he was also in The Left Simon. He was in uh, the Divergent detergent series whatever you call it uh <laughs> it's been a couple of yes i did <laughs> well they always had things that rhymed with it detergents insurgent allegiant whatever anyways he was in all of those movies yeah um so he plays kind of the head uh person of the dance team kind of thinks it's all about him blah 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 like even wants the people on the team to refer him refer to him as Juilliard because that's where he's planning on going to college, you know, okay. for dance. Um, yeah. So they want everybody to call him Juilliard. Anyways, he's that kind of extra, but he's awesome as that role though. Like it's perfect, and he can actually dance. Like he can actually, you can tell he can actually really dance. Um. So basically, Quinn Ackerman, who's played by um. Sabrina Carpenter, who was in Horns, The Hate You Give, and Girl Meets World. Um, she, uh, her and her best friend, Jet, uh, Jazz or Jasmine, uh, played by Liza Kashi, who, at least I, I was like, God, I know her. Why do I know her? That's so irritating when those type of things. That I finally had to look yeah. it up. And she's on the new Double Dare with uh, Mark Summers. She's wow, like, brought that back. Huh? They brought, yeah, that they back. brought it back a couple years uh, a couple years ago, a year or two ago. Okay. Um, they brought it back. Yeah, yeah. No, it's still same thing. Still a lot of fun. Uh, the kid, you know, we, we would watch it. But yeah, yeah, they they brought it back, and it's you know it's fun. Anyway, she's the new host next with Mark Summers, and that's okay. where I recognize her from. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, so. Jasmine's also on the dance team. So she, when Sabrina Carpenter basically decides that she wants to start a new dance team to, because she, they wouldn't, well, like she tried out um, for the dance team and because of the lighting thing, she's like, they're like, no, you are not going to be on this team. Push right. your dance. Even after her friend tried to help train her and all that. Anyways, mm-hmm. they, uh, they try and, uh, so she says she's going to form a new one and then basically has her bestie basically name drops her bestie as the one that's going to help her form this dance team. And she's and jazz is just like, I was afraid you're going to say that. And so she does she <laughs> leaves the dance team to help her form this other one. <clears throat> so they feel that the only way they can, you know, compete and win is that they get the help of this choreographer named Jake Taylor, 
who's this other kid that's supposed to be like this dance phenom, but he injured his ACL, MCL, something with his leg, hurt his, you know, and hasn't been dancing, you know, competitively since. Right. They And nobody has seen him since the accident. So they, uh, but they were able to find him, try and work, woo him to kind of talk him into doing it. He's, of course, refusing because he's done with it, that sort of thing. <clears throat> basically, he says, if you go in, like, basically the quarterfinals, you know, get into the competition mm-hmm. and win one round, then I will choreograph your team. So they yeah. find these other kids that, you know, have some skill of some kind that they kind of try and mold. And then during the first competition, <clears throat> they, uh, it's kind of like feel the beat in the sense that after the first, con- like the first, like they didn't quite, they didn't make it, but then a team gets disqualified. And so, so they get in that way. There's a constellation like, oh, yeah, they're not here. next one here down, they, they move them up type of thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's what happens. Um, feel the beat because they had somebody of the wrong age and this one um i guess guys are supposed to wear like almost like a not a cup per se but some sort of protective thing so their junk's just not flying everywhere well during the dance during dance of this one team at the end they you know they're standing there and one of the guys on this team has a full-on erection and it like it's just you can see the it bulging up thank God, Grayson did not say a thing about it. We didn't say anything. <laughs> we just kind of went with it. And I'm like, okay. And then yeah. they, uh, so be aware if you're having somebody, I mean, if you're having someone under the age of at least 11 watching this, 11 or 12, let them kind of be forewarned that that scene is going to come up. Um, there's only a couple of curse words in it. I mean, there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot, um, but there are some. I mean, it's like some shits and dams. Hell, my daughter's apparently upset them, so I guess she's... Um, anyways, uh, the, so language-wise, it's not bad, but it does have that one scene with that one kid, and that's how they get into the competition. So it's about trying to teach, teach Quinn how to dance better. And then there's like a slight romance story between her and Jake. It's not really that. And, you know, they try to build it, but it doesn't, it's not the focus, I guess. Okay. Um, but because she's learning how to dance, her grades are starting to suffer, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's a dance movie. So there's a lot of dancing. Some, it's some okay dancing. Let's put it that way. It's just, Let's just face it, it's not a step-up movie. <laughs> no, the choreography is nowhere near where it's like a step-up movie. Um, much in one of the other ways it kind of related, you know, I found it kind of funny that it was kind of like Feel the Beat, because at the end there's like, in Feel the Beat there was this one dance where it's the teacher feature, but there wasn't really a whole lot of dancing. It was just kind of walking around and twirling and standing. It was really weird. It's not like any actual like my daughter's dance team could beat those dance those dance teams wow hell my daughter's team could beat this dance team and work it because they really don't do they're well they're not really doing a whole lot other than like their final dance Mm -hmm. one of the guys does like two flips i think 
And the rest of it's like basic stuff. I think you and I could probably do. Dang. That's <laughs> bad. That's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> having me having no concept of how well you dance, and you just can just assume I think I can dance, and I know I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> but. So the and even for the other team that they were competing against, wasn't that impressive? Like it was more show, but it wasn't like actual dancing kind of show. I don't know. It, I was like, probably could have done more. Even if they would have used stunt dancers, where you just yeah. where the uh, camera is further away to where you can't tell that that's that it's the actors. And at certain angles, yeah. yeah. You yeah. just shoot it further away so you can actually also see it. But True. instead, they had it more close up so you could see the actors, but they weren't really doing much. I mean, they're doing some. Just it, it, it's very kind of. So, and this kind of slight. I mean, it's, we also watched Zombies, the Disney okay. movie, Zombies. Um, Grayson watched that yesterday while she was carving her pumpkin. That is very Disney. I mean, it's like Descendants, except with zombies. Storylines are fairly similar and all that. Except zombies instead of princesses and stuff like that. Those dance moves and those in the music, you know, that they were dancing to in zombies was better choreographed than this movie. I, and I'm like, the zombie, I was like, seriously, they're going, the zombie crew could beat this crew from, from both crews from work it. Just because the choreography was better. Yeah. Wow. This movie, so if, <clears throat> I kind of wrote down on my notes, you know, Feel the Beat is for like 11 and under, Work It is for 12 and up. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. As far as like age appropriateness, I guess, or where who would be more interested. Because honestly, about halfway through the movie, Grayson left to go take a bath. So I think she was interested, just not like she was with Feel the Beat. Yeah. probably easily watched Feel to Be at least 20 or 30 times at this point. So she just really likes that one, which is fine. Yeah. It's not because it's one of those movies that's not annoying to watch, you know, on repeat like some of those are mm-hmm. that she watches. Um, this one, she just wins it as interested. And I could see why. I mean, it's OK. I think if you like dance movies, it's worth a watch, I guess. Um, yeah. But it. I, I would recommend either watching Feel the Beat or a Step Up movie. So, if you want to watch actually good dancing. But that's just me. Um, but, yeah, see, I'm checking to be sure I got all my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, and I, I did write down the acting was a little stiff. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, in that Keenan Lonsdale does shine in the movie. Um but yeah, for both teams, it was kind of flat. Yeah. Um, so that's work it. Uh, next is one I actually meant to talk about last week, but I actually forgot I had watched it because <laughs> uh, there was a lot going on. This movie, uh, next movie, I want to give a shout out to my best buddy Mike from back home, who I've known since eighth grade. Um, he had commented on our page about a, essentially a recommendation that we should watch. Um, so actually, hold on. Trying to get everything ready here. All right. So the next movie I want to talk about is 
mean, it was recommended by, again, by my best friend, Mike, who, um, who suggested this on our, on our group page. This movie is called Slaughterhouse Rules. So I, uh, he recommended it to me, I, or to us, I guess I should say. And I thought this would be a good, um, this would be a good one to watch. I had to hunt it down. Um, I believe it was on Showtime was the only way I could find it. Um, I'm sure you can rent it on Prime and VOD and stuff like that. And it might be on one of your free horror apps, too. I haven't checked. Um, yeah, I looked through it. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll find it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, this movie was uh, this movie was directed by um, Crispian Mills. And... Uh, who directed the A Fantastic Fear of Everything, which is uh, also starring, which stars Simon Pegg. This movie stars Simon Pegg in a, um, in a kind of more supporting role than anything. He's not the star, although mm-hmm. if you watch Trailer, you kind of think he has a bigger part than what he does. Uh, his, you know, his partner in crime, Nick Frost, also is in it with a very fairly small part, maybe in it, three or four scenes. Um, and then mm-hmm. Michael Sheen, probably the last of the one people that most people will know as this cast plays kind of the headmaster of the school. Again, small role, but you think he's kind of the bad guy in this film, but he's kind of not. Yeah. Um, just because he's not like, he's just not in it long enough to really be a villain per se. Um, so what we are so basically it's a weird movie <laughs> to be honest um it's yeah it's so weird so it's about an illustrious british boarding school that becomes a bloody battleground when a mysterious sinkhole appears at a nearby fracking site unleashing unspeakable horror so basically the it kind of reminds me like it wants to be a horror version of Hogwarts, <laughs> I guess is a good way to put yeah. it. The oh. bad kid has blonde, I mean, bleach blonde hair like like uh, Malfoy. Anyways, uh, he runs into our main character, played uh, uh, Don, played by Finn Cole, and, and uh, Willoughby, who's played by Aza Butterfield. And they're, you know, going to try and, like, throw dynamite near them, pretty much. So they just pick it up and they throw it behind them into this lake, which then opens up said sinkhole, which then releases these monsters and or demons that are caused by, it kind of, more of them pop out because of fracking. So this movie is a horror movie, essentially to tell the terrors and downfalls of fracking. It's an environmentalist movie. Who would have thought? (laughs) It has a message. Just slipped in there. (laughs) Yep. I was like, all right, I'm down with this. So we, I'm like, this is the weirdest movie about, (laughs) about the environment that I've seen in a while. Um, But yeah, it, it is hilarious. I, it has some funny parts. Um, I didn't laugh as much as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it. Uh, but it definitely is not without its problems. Um, right. I don't know if it's in, 
seemed kind of cheesy, not like Velocipastor kind of cheesy, but in a different kind of way. And I don't know what I was expecting from it. I just know that I just know that uh, I just know that I wanted more funny, like more humor. Because um, I was expecting it could be a horror movie, kind of like Shaun of the Dead's a horror movie, but it's mm-hmm. a horror comedy. I was expecting right. comedy. This is more horror, I guess. Because, um, you know, people get their arms and get killed and pinages and stuff like that, kind of like in Velocipaster. But in a more, with, but with a bigger budget. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, basically the people are dying off and these kids are trying to kill off these demon things that are chasing after everybody and then trying to more or less close off or blow up the hole of where they came from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it starts out being kind of a trying to learn who your friends are and, you know, who the good guys are, who the bad guys are and trying to get into trying to just fill out the school and you think it's okay. Well, these kids are a-holes and you're just going to have to fight. You're going to end up fighting them. Right. And then it takes, you know, a hard left or a hard right, whichever. It takes a hard turn either way, nonetheless. And it starts off as one thing and immediately goes off to being another. Um, And I think part of what causes that is... I think part of what causes that is uh, is the fact that there's it's written by the director, Crispian Miller, uh, sorry, Crispian Mills, and also four other writers. Hmm. So there's no, I think it's everybody, everybody has has an idea and everybody gets to share their idea. And they get to incorporate it to the movie. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. So it made it more. It made made it more difficult for me to not follow, but kind of enjoy because there's too many ideas going on and the cohesion is not quite there. Um, It's still enjoyable. I mean, I still had a good time watching it. It's. It just could have been, I guess, funnier. My, you know, more. It could have been more Shaun of the Dead funnier in that sense, right. you know. Right. Um, it definitely wasn't trying to take itself seriously or anything by being a straight horror, by any means. Yeah. But um, I think it just needed some punch up. I guess is a good work, good word. It needs some punch up work on the comedy. It's, yeah. It says Margot Robbie's in this. I don't remember her being in it, so it must be an even smaller role than Simon Pegg's or Nick Frost's role at that. That I didn't even recognize her. So. But oh. she was in it, so I, she is. She's in it for like a microsecond. <laughs> so much where you couldn't even rec- just couldn't Dude, tell she was there. Yeah, I don't know. Remember. I'm gonna. Yeah. I may go back. I may go back and watch it just to see if I could find her. Yeah. <laughs> I might be that kind of crazy. Um. But yeah, so. Um. The key takeaway from from watching Slider Slaughterhouse Rules is that um, fracking's bad people um it's bad for the environment it's bad for your land if you're having it done to your land uh don't believe me watch the movie promised land with john krasinski and matt damon 
where it's literally about fracking. Yeah. So, and big corporation. Yay. Um, I believe Krasinski also directed that one, too. I think that was one of his first ones. Anyways, I recommend that movie anyways. Um, it's not what you think it's going to be, but that's okay. Um, all right, last last movie real quick is one I'm not even sure if I could talk about. Real quick. Um, I watched on Netflix The Social Dilemma. So we remember how I talked about uh, The Great Hack and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and basically people collecting you know, big uh, social media and everybody collecting metadata and collecting basically every time you hit a like, a tweet, everything you do is being is being monitored. People are collecting your data, you know, you know, and all that sort of thing. This is a good companion piece, I guess. It's a good way for it for me to put it. Um, so. This movie is equally as scary. We'll put it that way, as far as because it is a documentary, right. um, but it it uh, it's set in the dark underbelly of social of uh, Silicon Valley. Valley social dilemma fuses investigative documentary with it's the summary says enlightening. It's not enlightening with narrative drama. It was bullshit. You know we'll get right. to that part. Um, Anyways, there's expert testimony from tech whistleblowers exposes that expose uh, our disturbing predicament. The services big tech provides, search engines, networks, instant information, etc., are merely the candy that lures us to bite. Once we're hooked on, hooked in coming back for more, the real commodity they sell is their prowess to influence and manipulate us. Sounds like an uplifting movie. Um, but... So what it does, so the movie it it interviews um, pe- for people that used to work at Google, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Apple, like Firefox, like all these various different people that have worked for that have worked for the all these all these companies in a very like boardroom like level. Uh, positions so not like just some rinky deep technician or whatever right but like high like they know what they're talking about they like they they've been part of the reason in the, in the trenches yes they've been in, in the trenches also at one point part of the problem yeah um they also in, interviewed uh jaron lanier who's the founding father of virtual reality um so he's the one that essentially you can either thank or get mad at for starting vr um anyways he's got a book out i've got it on hold i got the audiobook on hold that i plan on listening to because it sounds fascinating um but basically it's i think it's called like 10 reasons to quit social media so i'm curious to listen to it um but it's interesting because the way they break it down is that the the your social media sites facebook instagram twitter all that stuff snapchat I guess TikTok now, all that stuff is collecting. They collect your data, every like, everything. You think that the government, you know, you think that they're listening to you, and that's what kind of ads are popping up is because you, you thought it, or you're like, well, that's funny. I was just thinking about that, and now it's, you know, in my ads. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of that is done by predictive by it the algorithms that they have designed for their right. for their programs for their sites base things on things that you click likes on if you like pictures if you like certain news stories you're going to get more stories like that if based you, on what they've collected based on what they've collected if you have bought certain things or if you looked at certain websites depending on if you've been on that website lately it will then of course pop up things that of that are similar to that based on algorithms and you know the terms and services you're allowing them to have access to certain things for third parties because sure. that's how the companies make their money is on advertising yeah so if you keep so what they do is like news story they cover thing like on news stories if you're if you are watching looking at certain news stories in your feed or liking pictures on other people's pages that are either for one thing or another mm-hmm. and you're like hitting likes on those it's going to feed you more of that and that's going to be at the top because they want to keep you on that platform as long as possible because they can have more ads put on there so you are in turn the advertisers are not the product as they you know what they're selling is not the product you are the product they are the you know they're the consumer yeah for the product consuming our information to give us what we want i guess pretty much yeah so there you go so if you wonder why why you're not seeing a whole lot from certain things because of your i mean it's essentially due to their algorithm and the way that they they are protect you know because people are creatures of habit more or less you know yeah and we as humans are whether you want to believe it or not are fairly easy to manipulate <laughs> just you know uh so it's very interesting how they walk you through this and they have you know they uh interview certain you know all these experts and they talk about basically basically they try they tell you what the big mac sauce is you know about these platforms and yeah. how they do things and then they show it so the interviews the the documentary portion of it of these you know with, with the interviews and everything that part i really like that part i found informative and um engaging and very interesting and it'll make you know it's stuff that i would want to watch again just to be sure you know just to revisit it the intersplicing of narrative things like just it it reminds me if you've got a job that has like work training videos mm-hmm. like you have somebody talking to you trying to provide you information and then they break away to do like a scenario about the information they just talked about yeah that is what they do with this movie and that part drove me nuts i'm like i just want to fast forward through this but i'm like i'm not because i want to watch it all the way through and have a queer picture of you know what to talk about and how to really uh think critically about the movie right watching it for the second time i'm going to fast forward through, through it because i've already watched you know I'm, I'm like i don't like these they're to me they're not adding anything yeah to it i don't care about the narrative i only care about what these experts and these people that have previously worked at these places have to say i don't care about these stupid drama things that they put in it, if anything it took me out of the movie instead of adding right. to it so but I think this movie, 
if The Great Hack was a formative movie that you needed to watch last year, The Social Dilemma is that movie you need to watch this year. So I highly recommend people to watch it. I highly recommend people to keep an open mind about it. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you agree with it or not, just know that these people were part of the problem <laughs> at one point. And then basically their their integrity and their the ethics, um, their ethical beliefs that they that they had outweighed, you know, basically the money they were making and the job they were doing there. They just weren't experiencing joy and they don't feel like the direction the companies were going in was the right way. So I definitely recommend this movie. Please watch it. It is, uh, like I said, it's on Netflix. It's an hour and 34 minutes. Um, when you watch it the second, you know, watch it with the narratives in it. Uh, then go back, watch it the second time without the narratives. It'll be shorter than an hour. It'll be at least an hour. If not, probably a little bit shorter. But it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it's very interesting, very intriguing, and and does say a lot about you know how you know uh, how social media you know is uh, kind of entrenched, I guess, in our lives and everything. Um, I know after watching this, I've kind of tried to take a step back more. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with our podcast, we ha- we still, I mean. We have a Facebook group. We need to post so people can, you know, and Instagram, same thing. Um, but really, more than that, I try. And, I'm trying to limit my time on it more, um, just cause. And you know, there was a time I thought about getting rid of my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I took a break for a while just because I didn't. You know, just, um, and then I realized when I tried to do that, um, it would take all the pictures and videos from. And this has been. Well, at least six years ago, it takes away all the pictures and video um, that I had on that I tagged uh, my ex-wife in with our son. It took mm-hmm. all those away because wow. they were tagged. And they weren't hers. They were tagged. Okay. So it's one of those well, shit. Now I have to keep it because that's how she's going to, you know, so that part kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. So um, I definitely limit what I hit likes on. You know, other than other people's pictures and stuff like that. Right. So, but, um, yeah. But, yeah, so I would uh, definitely recommend everybody watch that. And that's it. That's what I got for this week, man. Um, trailers, real quick. We have 355, which is not music-related. When a top-secret weapon... Falls into mercenary hands, a wildcard CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve it while staying a step ahead of a mysterious woman who's tracking their every move. Starring uh, Jessica Chastain, Bing Bing Fan, Diana Kruger, Sebastian Stan, aka Winter Soldier, um, Penelope Cruz, Lupita Nyong'o, Edgar Ramirez, directed by Simon Kinberg, who uh, most people will know from uh, directing Dark Phoenix. <laughs> so, you know. And uh, the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, such a solid so, resume. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's slated to come out January 15th. 
provided movie theaters are back open. Um, next is uh, a movie called Promising Young Woman, which uh, stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, uh, Laverne Cox, Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, Allison Brie, Christopher Mintz-Platz, Molly Shannon, like Sam Richardson, like Connie Britton, like a bunch of people are in this movie. Uh, it's about a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past who seeks out vengeance against those who cross her path. This reminds me of a, mo- of a show I actually just started watching yesterday on Netflix called Insatiable with uh, Debbie Ryan, who was in the Disney show Jesse. Um, mm-hmm. where it has a lot of similar themes, I guess. Uh, but it's slated to come out Christmas. So I guess they're expecting it to uh, do well. It's coming out Christmas. Um, directed by Emerald Fennell, uh, who's British. She is British. Um, she is known for, uh, she, I guess, was on the crown and she's a writer for killing eve she was in called the midwife yeah so i guess we'll see yeah. and then one the one i'm actually looking forward to um coming out is called mank uh follows screenwriter herman j mankowitz's tumultuous development of orson wells's iconic masterpiece citizen kane Speaking of timely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, starring Willie Collins, Gary Oldman as Herman Mankiewicz, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Tom Burke, Tom Prince Middleton, uh, Charles Dance. Uh, trying to see who else. Uh, I think that's it. But what also caught my eye, directed by David Fincher, shot in black and white. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Written by Jack Fincher. I don't know if that's like a brother. I'll have to look. Um but I'm very uh I'm very uh I'm very excited about that. So Yep, yep, yep. Um So we'll see. And not related, by the way. Just so happens they have the same last name. Okay. Um so that's what we got going on as far as trailers, man. Oh, and then um, everybody's talking about Jamie, um, which is oops, wrong one, based on a true stare, true story. Uh, do 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 Yeah, there we go. Um, feature film adaptation adaptation of the musical about a teenager from Sheffield, England, who wants to be a drag queen. Uh, let's see. Starring Max Harwood as Jamie New. And let's see. Richard E. Grant is in it. Looks Samuel Bonomoy. And then that's about it. As far as anybody we would know. Um, directed by Jonathan Batrell. Uh, slated to come out February 26th. Oh, uh, Mank is set to come out December 4th. So, and that's what we got on trailers, man. Uh, 
What did we decide on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh So uh, lastly, I guess, for news for the week, uh, Sunday, this week, this week's uh, watch party is actually is actually uh, we've had is the one we had with question marks. I think we decided on uh, Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Adam Sandler's new one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, Paul from work, he just messaged me saying that it was he thought it was pretty good. Okay. So got a first review. Boom. Yeah. Pretty good. (laughs) All right. Then we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely do that. I'd I'd read some more too, and I think I told you this in a text that uh, we were discussing, you know, what we're going to do for this coming week's uh, watch party. That Mm -hmm. it uh, that what I saw at least Indie Wires um review was that it was the movie we needed right now so there we go i guess if the sleepover was the movie we needed during the summer uh hubie halloween i guess is the movie we need right now in the fall so yeah we shall see we shall see all right man um i guess that's it for this week all right yeah so uh all right, big guy. Um, I guess for me, Jeff Hall and Dulcet Tones of Patrick Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Watch party. It's Sunday, 8 p.m. Central. Hubie Halloween. Yep. Come join us. Go squeeze on in there. What toilets say after somebody had used it for the second time that day? I don't know. What? This seems like deja poo. (laughs) Deja poo. (laughs) That was a good one. I asked asked Ant-Man yesterday if if I could have some of his money. He said, sorry, I'm a little short. <laughs> Which one else? What else did you tell him? Oh, tell him your window one? Which one? So, me and my dad were playing a game a couple days ago, and I blew... So, me and my dad were playing a game a couple days ago, and I exploded a window and found out that you can go through the windows if you explode them. Mm-hmm. So... So, next time I saw my dad go through a door, I exploded a window um, and said, doors are for losers, windows are for winners, hence the name window. <laughs> wait, wait, follow it up. Follow it up, what was the second so, one? So, what do you mean? During the same game. So. So I jumped through a window for no reason. I started bleeding from the glass. So that's why you so that's why they're called window panes. Ah. <laughs> My kids, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. Go away. Quit knocking stuff over.